Welcome to the Malt Whiskey Trail podcast. This podcast is best enjoyed, responsibly of course, with a dram, the traditional measure of scotch. Our shows can be found at www.maltwhiskeytrail.com, where you can also plan your trip to the world's first malt whiskey trail. Now, let's get into the show. Slangevar! This week we visit a whisky distillery which is at the Speyside home of one of the world's biggest selling brands. Cardu Distillery produces the spirit which is at the heart of Johnny Walker, but it's less known that the distillery was established by a formidable and feisty woman, and it would be another 100 years before another distillery was established by a female. Master distiller Andrew Milsop shows us around. So um, we're standing at the um, front entrance, the big red door, of course, uh, here at Cardew, where we have the Johnny Walker brand home. Um, so the building itself originally was the kiln of um, the distillery. If we go in through the door, um, we'll take you inside. So in the building, um, we've been able to recreate all this, almost a museum to Scotch whiskey, within um, the original maltings for Cardi. So if we come up the stairs um, and go into what I would call the dining room, um, we'll just come through this door here. Um, and we're standing underneath um, what would have been the pagoda area for the kiln. Um, where we're standing right now would have been where the peat fire would have been for drying the barley out before using it in the distillery. Tell me what, what's unusual about Cardew that marks it out from the other distilleries. So I think, I think the, the, the big story that's different with Cardew is the influence that, that females had in, 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 in growing what became what we are today. So there's really two ladies to, to pull out um, in terms of the history of the distillery. So the original family that, that, that bought the lease on the Cardew farm were the Cummings. So John Cumming um, took out the lease in 1811. We know that he was convicted of illicit distilling three times. We have those records to prove that. So, of course, sensible thing was the, the brains of the operation, the lady of the house took over. So his wife, Helen, would have been the main distiller of the house. And there's some great literature written in the archives around you know, how she used to try and distract the excise men by pretending she was baking while the equipment was being hidden out the back of the farm. Um, there's some beautiful stories around the fact that she used to raise a red flag um, above the farm to warn the other illicit distillers in the area that the excise men were here. You know, that's Helen. That's sort of the, the mother of whiskey at Cardew, I guess. We're just standing outside um, the old kiln here at Cardew and um, we're standing next to our cooling water dam. So right where we're standing here, you can walk up the side of the dam, you can go all the way up about three or four miles to, to have a look at their springs. And if you're really keen, you can keep on going and you'll eventually come out at Elgin, um, which is quite interesting in itself because that's the route that Helen Cumming used to walk every Saturday to sell her spirit back in the early part of the 19th century. Not everyone knows that a lot of the distilleries around here have their histories in illegal whiskey mm -hmm. making and 200 years ago um, whiskey 
most, most whiskey was illegal. Yeah, absolutely. So um, if you if you again look back at the history of, of what we think happened and why there's a distillery here, you know, 1811, lots of illicit distilling going on in the Glenlivet area, as it was called, um, far away from Edinburgh, far away from Glasgow, far away from the excisemen, perfect for making illicit spirit. There's plentiful water, as we still have today. Um, beautiful part of the world to be growing great barley for making good spirit and obviously we've got peat albeit um, people maybe don't associate Speyside whiskey with being peated but it very much would have been back then um, things then moved on obviously with the Excise Act in, in 1823 but before that um, we know there was a lot of illicit distilling we know there was a lot of smuggling going on in the area and the theory is to a point that we think that one of the reasons why Cardew is situated where it is so if you come here today you stand on top of the hill you look across to Benrinis you look down towards Tamdu and the Kandu um, down towards Balandalek um, you know, a lot of the illicit distilling was bound to be going on, but one of the theories as to why the Car Dow distillery was set up or the farm was set up was it's right at the top. You can see down across the whole of space, like perfect for warning people that there's somebody in the area. There are houses all around the uh, distillery, quite beautiful houses. Why did the distillery need need to have accommodation? So what we're looking at here at Cardu is actually two two beautiful old stone granite kind of properties. One on the left um, would have been the old manager's house, um, and the one on the right, which I think most people will be aware of, is um, we also had to build accommodation for the excise men um, because obviously there was there was that much illicit distilling going on. Um, that it got so big a problem that eventually when the act was changed that the excise men had to be here all the time so we, we had to build accommodation for them. The other lady involved in the history was the um, wife of um, Helen and John's um, son Lewis who was Elizabeth Cumming. So where Elizabeth comes into the story, so Lewis who ran the distillery for a while with his mother um, very famous in terms of the intricacies of Speyside. Um, we know he was big friends with um, George Grant, who founded a Glen Grant distillery. He was a he was a childhood friend of George Smith, who went on to find Glenlivet distillery. So, in terms of the interwoven history of Speyside, lots of connections. But his wife Elizabeth took over um, the running of the distillery when 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 he sadly passed away with her son, and. We know she was the person that really pushed Cardew into what it eventually became. Um, things that are, are written about her, we, we know that she was a very generous lady. Um, she used to, to give out loans to, to people who wanted to emigrate in the Nakando community to, to North America at the time. That was obviously very common in Scotland at the time. But the, the big thing that changed, changed the game for Cardew, I guess, um, up until 1884, it was it was renowned for being a small distillery, but making some of the best whiskey in Scotland. But in 1884, she realised things were going so well, her whiskey was being sold as far away as Portsmouth, um, that she needed to make the distillery bigger. Now, this was still a farm distillery until 1884. And at that point, she had to raise some money. So to raise some money, she sold off the crown jewels the stills and the water wheel to a young man called William Grant who'd been working at Mortlick Distillery for 20 years over in Dufftine. Well, I think we all know what happened to William Grant after that. Um, but the money that she, she raised from that sale she used to build the distillery that we're sitting in today here, this beautiful, beautiful old building that we have since 1884. 
So um, we're standing in the still house here. We're just up above the, the wash and the spirit stills at the top of the still house. Quite warm today. Interesting bit about Cardi's spirit. If we get it absolutely right, which we do most of the time, um, we make a very light, very delicate spirit. Um, the best way to describe it as a new make spirit, um, it's got wonderful hints of pears and fresh apples. Some of the stuff that we do here at Cardu on purpose, we stop the stills twice a week to allow the air in to, to regenerate the copper, and that helps us make this beautiful light spirit that we do. So we could make more, but if we, if we ran the distillery and ran the still house flat out, we'd make something completely different. Cardew whiskey by this point in history was becoming a very well sought after whiskey by the big blending houses in the south of Scotland. Blending was becoming a big thing. Whiskey was becoming popular in London and, and further afield. And it got to a point um, in the latter part of the 19th century that um, the blending houses couldn't get their hands on enough liquid. So they had two choices, either building new distilleries or takes him over. And a young man called um, Alexander Walker wrote a letter to the board of his father's um, firm, as it was um, at the time, recommending that the Walker family uh, purchase Cardew to improve um, their business and it would enhance the reputation of their blended liquid that they were making. So um, one offer was made, uh, we believe it was a no, second offer was made and eventually Cardew was sold to the Walkers um, in 1893 and I think the sum of money, I may have got this wrong, it was £20,500. Um, that didn't include the stock, it didn't include the liquid, um, but we also know that as part of that deal that Elizabeth got a guarantee for her family to continue running the distillery, which they did. Um, her grandson was actually head of the, the distillers company in the 1960s. There was still a member of her family on the board of the distillers company until the 1980s. Um, but she also got a share in the Walker business, which if in today's sort of money, it's a pretty good deal. Um, so a very formidable lady of her time was Elizabeth Cumming. Right. Right, so this is us entering um, the Cardi warehouse. Um, we've got three here, and they, and they all date back to 1884. Um, at the very top of the buildings to this day, you can still see Elizabeth Cummings' initials uh, to reflect that it was Elizabeth who expanded the distillery back then to, to build the warehouses. So all those years ago when uh, Helen Cumming began this distillery, she, she was a pioneer, she was a female pioneer. Um, has that tradition continued at Cardew in terms of women have being prominent in the company? Absolutely, and it's something I think we're, we're very proud of in the fact that, you know, we've, we talked earlier on about Cardew being an inclusive whisky. I think one of the great things about the whisky industry today is it's a very inclusive industry. Um, you know, our board of directors is more than 50% female, but to, to bring it more local to here at Cardew, you know, my, my latest treaty manager that I have, um, grown up in the industry, um, continuing the family heritage, um, but she's taken this sort of legacy and moving it on here at Cardew with, with the Cummings, so absolutely fantastic. Come back often. Feel free to leave a review and add the podcast to your favourites on iTunes. You 
you can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook for the latest news, offers and exciting promotions. All links are in the show notes.